Hey guys, it is Coach Lois here with a special, unexpected, um, planned conversation today um, in honor of the passing of Lisa Marie Presley, as well as her father and so many other greats who struggled throughout their life with trauma, addiction, and a whole host of grief, loss, and how they died too soon. You know, I think of Prince, I think of Robin Williams, I think of um, even people much younger, I could go on and on. There's there's too long of a list. Um, and I just wanted to t dovetail this in with my other episodes around addictive behaviors, my journey with them. I've talked to so many people in 23 years about their own challenges with us. And I read some information about Lisa Marie that I didn't know. And I just watched the movie um, that won awards at the Golden Globes, the, the Elvis film. And it was profound. And it actually really touched my heart so deeply um, to see the life of Elvis, whether, you know, how accurate it was, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, although Lisa Marie said that she loved the film and was so grateful for it. So that says a lot. Um, on the accuracy and, and just the message. And so I was going to talk about how I got to the root cause of my own addictive behaviors today, but I am actually going to move that to tomorrow and just reflect and, and, and give respect to Lisa Marie Presley as well as her mom. And of course, Elvis himself. When I looked at the life of Lisa Marie, I, I wasn't shocked that she died of a heart attack, um, same as her father. And when I looked at her life, um, there was a lot of pivotal moments and turning points that deeply at her core were, were wounds. You know, her parents divorced when she was four. How many of you out there have had experience with divorce, right? So when the divorce rate is so high, it's, it's like one in two, it's very likely. She had that. Then her father died at age nine. And I've had lots of friends who lost parents, uh, whether it was to divorce or death at a very young age. So she like had a double father wound whammy, right? And then there was sexual trauma uh, when she was a teen slash preteen. She also went on and tried to have, uh, you know, marriages. She was married and divorced four times. She also had a son um, commit suicide. So grief upon grief, loss upon loss. And then when you have a lot of these core wounds, how do you recover from that? When society oftentimes says directly and indirectly through media, social media, um, through even religion, through different upbringings, you know, don't talk about your problems publicly. And there was a, a pivotal moment when she came out, um, I believe it was on a, an Oprah show where she t openly talked for the first time um, about her addiction to opioids, the same as her father had. And she had given birth to her twin daughters in 2008 recovering and she had pain. Uh, who here has given birth and had pain that lasted? 
and the doctor prescribed her opioids. And she even said um, when she opened up about her opioid addiction in her new book, I'm Grateful to Be Alive, she said it's a difficult path to overcome this dependence. And you would think that it wouldn't have happened because she saw her dad die. And he was definitely, even if opioids didn't kill him, it was a huge part of what put stress on his heart, as well as his mom who died, I believe at like age 44, 45, um, with a heart attack. And she had a dependency on alcohol. And a heart is like, you know, the seat of your soul, um, your, your passion, your purpose, your seat of vitality, I believe. And it's also the seat where we, we carry a lot of pain, anguish, grief, and loss. And I love what she said in her book. It's time for us to say goodbye to shame about addiction. We have to stop blaming and judging ourselves and the people around us. And that starts with sharing our stories. You know, and so she came out of that only to then, you know, lose her son. And and she tried to keep her addiction private as much as she could. Um, but then again, she had another divorce, her last husband, where, you know, it came out. And so she had so much shame about a lot of that, that she, she, she suppressed it with something that would give her peace. And again, so she thought. So I share this to just recognize that we've had so many people that we lose, right? Especially at a young age. What is the common denominator here? <laughs> what is the common denominator? How can you find and fully realize your best health when you never fully recovered from the wounds of your childhood, the traumas that are deeply, deeply ingrained inside of you? And I've had clients who struggled with addictive behaviors, and I've been able to hold space for them because if there's no judgment, people can open up. And so who knows if, if she would have felt shame and judgment many, many, many years ago, if maybe, you know, we can say what if, and if you watch the movie Elvis and if you study his life, you know, he was very, very successful, very, very famous, but that also meant there was a price to pay, right? Not having close relationship with his spouse, not having a close relationship with his daughter, you know, all of these sacrifices he did for fame and fortune and, and glory, which of course our ego is always wanting us to, to play with, right? We have our ego, our egoic mind, which can be our best friend, but for a lot of us, it becomes the monkey mind and our worst enemy overthinking. You should do this. Don't talk about that fake it till you make it, all of these things that have been programmed around us in, in society, but also in the home, in social media, in Hollywood, uh, all of these things. It's really, really hard to live your true nature and purpose, which I believe is the source of your health and vitality. And so I, I, I'm not a therapist, you know, so first of all, I do wanna acknowledge that if you or someone you know is struggling with deep addiction, Definitely go get help. 
But if you're someone who might have um, addictive behaviors and you know that certain health issues run in your family, it's not too late. You know, like for Elisa Marie and Elvis and his mom, they had heart issues, right? Which at the spiritual level, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, and not being able to find love and compassion for themselves, not being able to live their true nature and purpose, and oftentimes probably hiding in shame, uncertainty, fear of rejection, all of those kinds of things, they, they add up over time and lead you to lean on those addictions. And we're heading in a very different world. For some of you, maybe, maybe quite a few of you will know what I mean when I say this, we're heading into a new earth. We're birthing the age of Aquarius, right? Every 2000 years, this happens and things shift energetically beyond your control. There's a lot happening out there right now that is beyond our control externally. However, internally, if we can look at those core wounds sooner rather than later, and again, I'm going to talk about this tomorrow on my podcast then it's like that, that lotus flower, right? There's a lot of mud at the base in the ground when the lotus, and it takes a really, really long time to get the, the flower to bloom out of the mud, right? So that mud is like your addictive behaviors, your de depression, your, your OCD, your, um, you know, too muchness, whatever you're doing, doing a lot, the human doing this, right? But when you go into the mud and plant the seeds of hope, love, compassion, and shine a light into all of that, guess what? Out of that comes that beautiful lotus flower, which if you study Eastern wisdom and philosophies, the lotus represents rebirth, renewal, resurrection, new growth, new ideas, creation, love, compassion, light. And so that's my encouragement for you today. If you study the lives of Lisa Marie, Elvis, even Prince, anybody that you know that is close to you that, that died too soon, that had a lifelong trauma, grief, loss that led to addictive behaviors or addiction, there are common themes. There's a lot of loss, a lot of unresolved trauma, a lot of unresolved grief that then manifests into self-sabotage behaviors. And at the core of that, of course, is the limiting beliefs. I am not enough, so I got to work more or drink more or eat more or prove myself more. Got to be more successful, right? Or feeling not worthy. So then you don't ask for that sale or you don't go to the gym to work out or you just continue to eat the stuff that really doesn't nourish your body. Maybe you feel alone or separate. So you, you try to be someone you're not to fit in, right? Maybe you feel like you need to be perfect. Never let them see you sweat. You got to have all your shit together, right? That doesn't serve the world either. Just like Lisa said, and I'm going to read her words again from her book, if I can find them. She says, we, it's time for us to say goodbye to shame about addiction. And I would say about anything, you know, shame about who you've become and who you think you should be, right? Maybe your parents thought you should be, or society said you should be. It's time for us to say goodbye to shame around having conversations that are real 
and raw and authentic. We have to stop blaming and judging ourselves and the people around us. And that starts with sharing our stories. And so that's why I've been sharing my story about my addictive behaviors journey, about alcohol. Next week, I'm going to be talking about how I got to the root cause of my weight loss. I lost 30 pounds and what was causing me to put that weight on. Sure, you could say it was alcohol and not exercising. But those, those were just the surface level answers. <laughs> the real reason, I believe, was much deeper. And I'm going to talk to you guys about that tomorrow. So really reflect this weekend on how can you have your best health, your best wealth, your best wisdom and vitality. How does that, what does that look like for you? I see a comment. Hey, welcome, Corinder. Welcome. So good to see you. Thanks for being a part of this special episode about what Lisa Marie and Elvis Presley taught in life and in death. And if you yourself or someone you care about is struggling with depression, anxiety, insomnia, um, addictive behaviors that are negatively impacting your life, uh, you're not living your best health and vitality, you're, you're struggling with the battle of the bulge, you can't lose that weight, you don't feel motivated to go to the gym or motivated to work out or exercise, let's, let's work together in a container of love and compassion with my five-day free health and vitality challenge. It's my goal, my mission to help a thousand people in 2023 to live their best health. And of course, along with health, that impacts every area of your life, including your wealth your relationships, you know, if you're even struggling with your spouse or your partner um, or any relationships, your family, this also could be a really profound health and vitality challenge. We're going to have a trauma breathwork class. We're going to be talking about being an empowered eater and drinker as opposed to an emotional eater and drinker. We're going to talk about a new special exercise that I, I, I am really excited to share for the first time is all about manifestation. How do you look at fear, acknowledge it, because that's important. If you stuff it down with working too much, drinking too much, eating too much, doing too much, it's never going to go away. <laughs> so you got to take a look at it. But then how do you convert that fear and, and shadow into love and light and manifest what you truly desire, what your heart's desires so go ahead and go to loiskofi.com forward slash health challenge. Sign up today for free, um, especially if you have any health challenge of any kind. Um, we want to provide a safe, judgment-free zone to, to openly work on this together. So until next time, I encourage you to reflect on your health and the importance of it, mental, physical, and spiritual, and, and, and you know see where you're at. You know, on a scale of one to 10 with mental health and 10 being you're the best ever, where do you stand in your physical health with 10 being you're at the highest energy level all day, every day, and you, you have no disease, you're, you're, you're fully functioning and able to not be triggered by things and respond in a healthy way. Where do you stand? spiritually, whatever that means for you, for me, that's a, a very deep divine connection to source and the divine within, but it might be different for you. And that's perfect. 
I just want you to know that <laughs> no one has that answer but you. With 10 being, you feel so connected to spirit, to divine, to source, to God, whatever word you use, that you are you're just in love with life and shining your light so bright that everyone that sees you goes, wow, you're amazing, right? On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being that standard, where do you stand? And what would happen for your life if you could just get a little bit better? even increase that number to one point higher at the end of that five-day challenge? What could that do for you? What that could create for you? What could that prevent for you? Especially since we're going to open up the conversation around fear, shame, unworthiness, not enoughness, all of that. And really look at some of those wounds that are holding you back from healing. Because you can truly heal, heal your life if you give your heart your body and your mind, enough of those vibrational energies and attributes and light and acknowledging the shadow in order to start the healing process. So I'll talk more about that tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit the share button if you saw value in this conversation. And until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now.